guys. <laughs> it's the 98.2 podcast, the Kelly Cardenas experience. And uh, Brooklyn is here, which everybody loves. And we're going to get more views just because she's here. She is wearing a Adidas, an Adidas sweatsuit. Uh, a la 19 or uh, uh, what is it uh, 1985 uh, uh, which is it yes that's OG my son got one too so I got a chain up. I always wanted a chain uh, black diamonds too baby mm-hmm. what what um, we can uh, talk about Travis Piper that's who sponsored the uh, podcast today <laughs> Travis Piper Piper Diamonds black. that man is the man black diamonds uh, yes so and she got one too it's uh, purple diamonds but she don't wear it ever mm-hmm. when's the last time you wore it I don't know never Got it. At the oh, it was it was two thirty of never. That's when it was. The one you did. Way to go. So that's our first lesson of today is to always okay. utilize gifts. This is this is, yes. this is our relationship. Here yeah. we go. Nobody we tuned go. in to hear us. Yeah, they did. They tuned in to ask you why you're not wearing your chain. That's why. Well, Come on. It goes with my Get with it. outfit. So next time. So you were you had asked me about how to deal with what. Well, I said breaking news. What's happening right now in the world? <laughs> breaking news. The coronavirus oh. isn't going away. So what I think is cool Wait a is, second. What is the coronavirus? I haven't heard of that. It's this, this, this thing that's breaking oh, okay. all over the, uh, the world. Cool. Is it fake news? Is it a big hoax? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> they want to know, like, how do they in this time where there's things that are, like, uncertain and things are constantly changing... And, you know, when things are moving really quickly and it feels uncertain, it's kind of a a weird time. No one's ever had to deal with something like this Mm -hmm. right now. And people come to you and look to you as like as far as like your leadership and your mentality and like what do you do as like a business owner and a father? What are you seeped in and how do you get through those challenges? And, you know, what what makes you navigate through them so well and have a 98 to have a 98 um, percent um, attitude and 2% aptitude. How do you stay so mentally strong during something as uncertain as this? Well, I think one of the big things is, is uh, you know, I think upbringing is huge. Um, you know, when you have your upbringing, your upbringing most of the time determines your environment if you allow that to happen. So if you let your upbringing determine your environment, which almost every woman that I'm around, I see this happen. They always joke and say, you marry your dad, which Obviously, as a young girl, you're going to think that's weird, um, but people do. They marry their dad. They, you know, the women are attracted to their dad because of what they're, what they're around. So a lot of times, if they have a negative, maybe they have a negative experience, um, they gravitate towards a negative person in their life. So their upbringing determines their environment, and they're never able to dream. And see, for myself, um, my upbringing, my parents always let me know that just because of our current circumstances, um, it didn't dictate what my future was going to be. And so they gave me the ability to be able to dream. And I'm, I'm very thankful. I mean, I'm not saying that I, I didn't do anything for it. I mean, they did all the work. They just kept telling me anything is possible, anything is possible. And I remember when my brother was a kid, he came home, and the first time my mom got, like, mama bear. You know how you would get with Maddox. Like, if the teacher said something nasty to him, you know that old ghetto uh, Brooklyn would come out, and she would put some Vaseline on her face and get ready to fight, like your dad let you fight your friend in the backyard. We'll talk about that later. But um, my mom went down to the school and my, because the teacher had told my brother that he couldn't do something. And it's the first time, he told me the other day, it was the first time in his life that anyone had ever told him that he couldn't do something. He said he wanted to play quarterback and the, the teacher said, you're too short or you're not going to be able to play. And my mom went down to the school and said, don't you ever tell my son he can't do something. 
And so I think that that's the biggest part. Now the practical application, as far as like how so you do mentality wise, yeah, mentality like it that that starts how is like your upbringing definitely yeah. start like that's like a great foundation. So if you didn't have that type of upbringing, then what are some other practical ways that you can train yourself to? be able to have a strong mentality. Well, I think you got to get around mentors and you got to get around people who are just going to constantly lift you up. You know, I mean, for me, I go on my dog walk, which you tried to get on my dog walk yesterday. And you were like, Hey, why don't we change it up and go get Starbucks? And I was like, why don't we not? So, uh, (laughs) 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 and the reason why is because my, my dog walk, I go and I, I really, I, I talk to my mentor who really builds me up every single day. And my dad, he seriously is a broken record. He tells me the same thing every single day. He tells me, God's in control. Everything's going to be good. Don't worry about it. You only, all you have to do is make one decision in your life, one decision only, son, is that do you want your best or God's best? And when I was a kid, I would be like, Dad, you're saying the same thing. But I realized that when you say the same thing over and over again, repetition causes a mentality. You cannot, and this is why diets fail. This is why, you know, um, uh, you know, everyone does a New Year's resolution that it doesn't work out is because they don't steep themselves in a culture that will build that over time. That comes over time. I'm very fortunate. I'm very, very fortunate in that. But if you don't have that in your parents, what I would suggest you do is I would get around some people who can lift you up. And I think that what my brother told me, my oldest brother, was that um, I said, man, you know, he, he has a great marriage. And I said, how do you get through these things um, you know, how do you get through these things? And what he said, and what I want you guys to write down is, and I always say this, like, if you're listening to this podcast, you need to have a notebook with you, like have a notebook and write things down. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you don't write it down, you won't remember it. Okay. And so that's one of the first stages. But what my brother told me is the way that his marriage was phenomenal was that they talked about stuff until it was dead. So they communicated about it and communicated about it and allowed each other to talk about it until that subject was completely dead and it wasn't anymore. And I think that that's what we need to do with our leadership. That's what you need to do with a team. If you're leading a team, your family, your wife, talk about it until it's not an issue anymore. Mm, okay. And, but I, I, I think that not, I think always talking about it positively. That's just my thing. Mm-hmm. So. That's awesome. So where um, where is a safe place to be able to talk about that kind of stuff? And and well, definitely not with your friend who jumps in the boat. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that friend. You guys all know the friend that's always got a flat tire. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The friend is like, Psh, girl, I know what you're about to say. You don't want that friend. Like you can talk to her about stuff, but you want to talk to someone who will help you to be able to get on the right track. Julie Compton is one of them for me. Literally, like I call her and I'm like, wow, I'm getting a little bit tired. She's like, you ain't got got to be tired. You need to wake up. You need to go work. We need to do this thing. Let's go. And she'll text me in the morning. She just texted me this morning. Like she was like, are we ready to go? You're great. We're great. Let's go get this thing. Like got me up out of bed. (laughs) Yeah. But also she's like you said the other day, she's a high level thinker. And I think that we don't put ourselves around high level thinkers enough. And so if you can... The good thing about today is you don't have to have friends who are high-level people. You can watch podcasts. You can watch TV. Mm-hmm. You can listen to podcasts. You can 
you know, you can do whatever you want mm -hmm. and you can get, you can read books, yeah. but fill your mind with as many great things and whatever is great, dwell on it. Let go of the rest of the stuff. Yeah. So people, like places, things, like podcasts, like you said, books, like filling yourself up. What other things do you do to, to fill yourself up during crazy times like this? Um, I, my dad said it like this. Like I remember going to a Sport Clips um, uh, convention, and this was probably 14 years ago. And I was a little bit nervous, a little bit. And the lady kept coming to me, what are you going to say? Give me your, uh, what you're going to say when you walk on stage. And, and I was not very frantic, and she was really frantic, and she kept asking me, and I was like, well, everything will work out. And I called my dad and I was like, should I be worried because this lady's worried? And he said, what, do you, what would you be worried about, son? And, she, and I said, well, she keeps asking me what I'm going to say. And should I prepare for something? And he said, son, you've been preparing for the last 15 years. So when you go up, you're going to speak from your heart because your words are overflow of your heart. So what I would suggest is if your words aren't the greatest, it's not your words that are the challenge, it's a heart condition. Yeah. So the only way that something can get into your heart is through your eyes, your ears, and what you become aware of through the senses, mm -hmm. right? And I think that simplicity would be if you become conscious of nouns, people, places, things, ideas, you really can change your reality, right? And people, Getting around the right people, hearing the right things, being around that. Uh, places, where do people hang out? They hang out, a, a, a person hangs out in a place that makes them feel very comfortable. So if you go to the bar thinking that you're going to find your husband, uh, chances are maybe you can, maybe you don't. So you want to think about the places that the people are hanging out. So And then things, there's things in our life. If you make things more important than your mentality, then you're going to have challenges. And then when I think about ideas, get around people who talk about ideas and innovations more than they talk about people. Hmm. That's what I would say. Yeah. Awesome. So ideas. So that, like you said, that um, during these, these times, mm -hmm. like this is a good time to have, you know, mentally to have great ideas. So what are some great ideas that you've been having? Well, I think one of the things is, is write down everything. Seriously, write down everything. It's kind of like taking pictures of yourself uh, at prom and, you know, when you were a senior in high school. While you're taking the picture, you're kind of, Mom, why are we taking the picture? Then you look back at it five years ago, you know, five years from there, and you're thinking, oh, my, why did I wear my hair that way? Why did I wear my makeup? Why did I wear that dress? Why did I wear that suit? Oh, man, I thought I was the ish, and now I look like a jerk. You need to have markers in your life that will help you to understand where you came from and where you are at the particular point. And that will help you to understand that you maybe aren't where exactly where you want to be, mm -hmm. but thank God you're not where you used to be, right. right? And I think that most people don't write down enough notes. I was, again, this is not, no, I can't take any of the credit for it. I was forced and I was mad when I was a kid, but I told you that, you know, and I remember the day when I showed you my notebook. Yeah, it made a lot of sense. Yeah, you were like, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so take oh, them through these, that. These crazy ideas. Well, 
I think when you say your ideas are things that you were, were written down is really true because you have had taken a notebook since you were a kid. And I look back at the things that you wrote when you were like eight years old, which was like... Maddox's age. Yeah. You were like, uh, work hard, you know, uh, don't take money from a bank. Something I don't know. No, like, don't, don't use your own money. Don't use the bank's money. Don't use your money. own Use the bank's money. Like, <laughs> I was like, you're eight. Why are you writing about this stuff? But it just made me think like you were thinking about those things and you wrote them down, which once you wrote them down, they became part of like who you were, so when it was time to have an idea, it was already in you, So, and you can look back and reflect. Well, and I think that, again, it goes back to conditioning. I mean, it goes back to conditioning and culture, right? So what type of culture did you grow up in? Did you grow up in a culture where your parents told you that, you know, this is all you're ever going to be, and, you know, you're no good, or you can't accomplish this? Um, Or were you in a place where your parents were constantly telling you that you could? Now, it doesn't mean that one is going to succeed and the other's not. It just means that if you are that kid who was told that you couldn't, you need to get around people who will tell you that you can. Mm -hmm. And the more and more that you do that, the great thing that you can do, and what I would invite every single one of you to do, is be that for somebody else. Mm. Like, you have no idea the impact that you have on people. What happened to you yesterday after I got off Facebook Live? What happened to you yesterday? When you got off Facebook Live? Yes, what happened through the text message that made your day? I forgot. You forgot? I don't know. That was a big thing. Christina, I'm going to say sorry for your friend because your friend forgot about the text message that you sent her. Go ahead. Okay, but that was, I talked to you about it later in the day, not after your Facebook Live. Yeah, that was after my Facebook Live. It's been a long days. No, it wasn't. It was in the middle of the day. (laughs) No, it was like. What we've been dealing with, guys, is uh, (laughs) we're dealing with the coronavirus right now, and we've been. And my mind is broken. And my mind is telling me no. (laughs) But my body. Okay, okay, okay. That's that's like the coronavirus right now. Right there, my mind is telling me no, don't come to work. But my body is saying, get your butt to work, go make some money, my brother. So, so we'll reel that one right back. Okay, in. reel it in. But you didn't even remember your friend Christina. Okay, so you did a Facebook live, and I didn't watch it, so I didn't know what you said. Okay, because I was. But you know, how did you feel when you got I the text message? I did get message. a text message from one of my best friends in the whole world, okay. and she just said, "Hey, Do I you remember her Kelly, name? Kelly's okay. Facebook live," <laughs> and. I was, she's like, and he said to reach out because you never know when people are going to need some upcoming, you know, some uplifting information, which I mean, if Christine is an event planner in Las Vegas and Las Vegas just went through a 30 day complete lockdown. Every event was canceled. Didn't go through. We're in it right now. It was last yeah. night. So it's 29 more days. We're in it. Yeah. So her, in her, she runs millions of dollar account worth of accounts in, um, in Las Vegas, so everything's wiped up, done. And she reached out to me to make sure that I was okay. And I just was like, whoa, like, that's crazy. And it just made me made me want to continue that. So I decided, well, I'm going to reach out to people that I think need a little bit of love too and just checking in on them, like, how are you? And just sometimes I think people need to be heard. And because I just saw, like, oh, she's thinking about me, it chain reacted, made me want to reach out to three people and just make sure that they were good too. So and you I started that this, a chain well, reaction. No, Thank I mean, you. I don't think it's about me. I think that it's about, like, honestly, like, fill yourself up, you know? Start to understand and look at it. Like, do that for somebody else, mm-hmm. right? So if you want to be, if you want to be motivated, go motivate somebody. Yeah. And I would say right now, right now, pull out your phone right now. 
Pause this, pull out your phone, and text three friends and tell them something specific that they did this week to tell them that they're awesome. And when I was asking you about it, I was asking more about the feeling because when I walked down, you were like, wow, Christina texted me. You weren't telling me about, oh, she loves you, she loves this, that, the other. I could see it in you. You lit up because somebody else acknowledged your greatness. Acknowledge somebody's greatness. Like, if you want to do that, and like you look at what my parents did from a very early age, and I don't know how they learned how to do this. My mom was gangster in this, is they acknowledged greatness that didn't even exist at the time. So they spoke into existence the greatness that they saw. My, my mom told me, you know what my mom told me? From a very early age, I think it was from 11 years old. You know what she told me almost every single day? I'm praying for your wife. At 11, that's McKenna's age. She was praying for you. (laughs) And she kept on. And I kept asking my mom, like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Why would you pray for an 11-year-old's wife? Because she wanted that woman to be prepared. And she wanted that. And she told me also that that God told her that her three sons would rule great nations. And this is what I heard growing up over and over again. So, I mean... I don't know what nation I'm going to rule. I don't know that that's going to happen. But I believe that I can make an impact in a positive one, not by being great, but by helping other people to see the greatness in themselves. And so that right now, seriously, text somebody and then call somebody. Call them and say, you're amazing. And I just want to let you know how awesome you are. Yeah. I I think that's that's the cure. That's the cure to the corona. I do. I think that's the cure is the cure to Corona is with all the spreading of the fear and worry and anxiety. The only way to cure that is to fill people up, give them some love and speak, you know, speak uh, greatness into them. And, you know, well, imagine, imagine this, like, okay, so the way that the coronavirus spread, right. And the way that the information spread, imagine if positive spread that way too. Dude. Imagine that. Imagine if we said, you know, (laughs) Hey, I'm going to, you out there listening, I'm not only going to do it, but I'm going to do that as far as my text message and my calls. I'm going to do three of them. And then I'm going to tell 10 people. And you all did it to three people and then told 10 other people to do it. They did three people. I mean, imagine how the world would be feeling. Now when we had a catastrophe, now when we had things that were shutting down or whatever it was, that we would be lifting each other up. That we would be looking for that. And I believe that what people are looking for right now is a bit of hope to say, like, you know what? Like, honestly, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is going to be okay. And like JP said to us, I mean, and he said this personally. We've seen it on video, but we've seen it personally that everything's going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. That's the virus I want to spread. <laughs>